This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, it's Bermar sitting in because it's a holiday week, and that's usually what happens. Victoria producing. That was Austin Deleuze, a, uh, I believe a Winston-Salem native. Um, yeah. Played at Wake Forest, now in the triangle, giving a little soccer analysis, longtime player for NCFC here in Raleigh. Um, but we've got another, not Winston-Salem native, but Winston-Salem resident. Or are you technically like just outside Winston-Salem? I'm just outside. I, I, I'm halfway between, so I can go in either direction, Greensboro or Winston-Salem. Uh, so you're just a triad guy? Strategically placed. Do you claim one or the other? Well... It is amazing to me how I think from where my house is, I'm in Oak Ridge. Hello, Oak Ridge. Um, it's about five minutes further to Winston-Salem. And just because of that, we're like, we never went to Winston-Salem before I started working out there. It was always like Greensboro, everything. And so I'm like, Winston-Salem, it's like a whole other city. We get to discover it. And like, oh, there are restaurants. Oh, my gosh. Look at the buildings. Like, it's that kind of a, a vibe now that we go out there. It's been on the come up. He is Jeremy Markovich of the NC Rabbit Hole, just turned two years old a couple of days ago. My subscription just turned one year old today. <laughs> um, I thought that was a fun workout. Look, it's a Thanksgiving week. If you want us to break down the defense that NC State should play to best contain Drake May, then sorry. Adam Gold will be back next week, and he can tell you, like, what happened. Like, uh, we, we'll be on there. But if you know, when Hayes Permar fills in, we talk life of sports. We have some fun. Um, if you want to call in and talk, you can. But on a Thanksgiving week, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk a little bit of Thanksgiving, and we're just going to uh, get a little loose here. Play some Christmas music, even if it makes people mad, um, and, and that's what we'll do. So we're going to have some of that fun with Jeremy Markovitz. It's part of the reason we brought him here today. Tell us what the NC Rabbit Hole is, where the concept came from, and uh, maybe even where it's going. So I've been in North Carolina for about 15, six, no, 17 years. Wow. And and I'm originally from Ohio, lived in West Virginia for a little while, and, and made my way down here. And and for a while was was a reporter covering local news in Charlotte, then moved to Greensboro and worked for Our State Magazine for about six and a half years and, and was a writer and, and reporter and podcast host there. And... And really, this just kind of grew out of that. It was like I've been all over North Carolina. I get to go I, through that job. I got to go literally from the westernmost point of the state all the way to the Outer Banks. It's like 500 miles of state. It's a big state. And so uh, I have a love of absurdity. And so I will see things. And I'm and like like my niche, my what I like to write about is like this thing is very inconsequential. What if I took it very seriously? Sure. What if I was like 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 one of the stories was. Hey, I saw this picture of Steven Spielberg from 30 years ago on the set of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade wearing a North Carolina Highway Patrol hat. What's up with that? And so I was like, I should make it my mission to figure this out. And eventually, with a lot of help, did. I found the guy who gave him the hat. Um, so those are the kind of stories that like end up being a lot of fun. And I get to chase them down. And I do it at ncrabbithole.com like once a week. And... Uh, it's been fun. It's, it's it's just like no story is too dumb for me to look into. It's kind of it's, it's a very low bar. Sure. Of entry. The stakes are low, yeah. uh, but always entertaining. It's a it's a free uh, subscription. Uh, it, you can subscribe for free and get a weekly newsletter. You can always follow them on Twitter at definitely inane or at NC rabbit hole. Or like me, if you find it so interesting that, that you uh, care to support it, you can do that as well and sign up for uh, over at his Substack. I'll say that you're. 
interest in North Carolina and your your elevation to one of North Carolina's great storytellers came before the NC Rabbit Hole. As you mentioned, you've worked a couple of different places, but I, you have a special gift of um, uh, not discovering things because they already exist. They're there. Some people know about them, but I think you know bringing things that not many people know about to then. Uh, because I've followed you, I see the path to, like, now everybody knows about these things, but not, not everybody knows that Jeremy was the person that kind of got the ball rolling on them. I think of, like, uh, what's the, and now the name's escaping me, uh, Frying Pan Shoals, the, yeah, the, the, tower. the tower out there, right? Um, I think I, the first, I, you know, I've been in the state my, my whole life. I've gone to Wilmington. I've taken field trips, and my parents have taken me to state parks, and I've been to all kinds of places, you know? Um, and, and partly that happens naturally now on social media. Even sometimes you're tipped off by, oh, the TikTokers are finding some crazy little spot in North Carolina. I'm going to explain the story. But instantly, I had never heard of uh, Frying Pan Shoals, and, I don't, and, and then by the next hurricane, it was the the uh, the logo of the hurricane was frying pan shoals, and so I, I just feel like you have a, a a knack, a gift for finding things that you find interesting. You describe them passionately in a way that then other people find interesting and entertaining as well. So, um, to to give his sports bona fides, I would like to point out that he is an author recognized in the. Uh, it's one of the best gifts. If you're a sports fan, you should put on your Christmas list every year. It's an easy one for your mom or grandma or whoever likes to get you a book. It's the great. It's uh, the best American sports writing. Blank, whatever, whatever year it year, was, yeah. and they've been doing it for twenty so years now. A long now. time. Yeah, yeah I, I think I got one that was the best American sports writing. Yeah, it may, it may even go back like fifty or sixty or seventy years, or there may have been different versions of it. I think I got one that was the best American sports writing of the century at the turn of the century, and they put one out every year. And you were in the twenty fourteen, so you are technically one of the best American sports writers. Uh, what did you write about in twenty fourteen that uh, that won that award? Uh, Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. <laughs> I wrote about Dick Trickle. Um, I, this is the thing. It's like if you, if you're, you don't even have to be a NASCAR person. I think you had to just grow up in the '90s and yes. watch enough Sports Center to know that that his name became a running joke, right? Like, so he was the whole the whole deal about Dick Trickle is Dick Trickle, fantastic driver. Um, like literally a guy that most a lot of people have never heard of, or if you've heard of him, you've heard of him because he came into NASCAR at the end of his career. Like sure. he was sort of just like not coasting into retirement, but he was just kind of it was kind of the the, the cherry on top of the of the of the cupcake. Like it was really a, a moment where he just was having a good time. Um but Dick Trickle, his real name, like people would ask him why 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 do people call you Dick? And he's like, well my parents named me Richard and then there would be like a long awkward pause. But like, you know, Dick Trickle uh basically cut his teeth on the short tracks of Wisconsin, became this amazing driver um, back in like the seventies when um, you could make a living going from, tra- if you were good enough, going from like short track to short track on like Friday, Saturday nights in Wisconsin and winning every race, which is what he did. Like you could not beat Dick trickle on a short track. And, and from there ended up going to NASCAR. And I think in his late forties, when in his first season of NASCAR wins rookie of the year, um, which then became this hilarious joke of like he's like I'd like to just thank you know all these uh, young up and comers like me you sure. know and 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 then became somebody who kind of had he was a middle of the pack end of the pack sort of thing and and and, and ended up living out his life in Iron Station so it was in North Carolina is that, where is Iron Station North it's Carolina? near Lincolnton it's kind of west of Charlotte a little bit and and yeah I wrote this big story about him. Uh, about nine, ten years ago, about his life, because um, tragically he had he had taken his own life at the end of his life, and 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 was just about 
really about this guy just not getting sort of the respect that he deserved. I mean, when you talk to guys who know NASCAR, they would be like, yeah, Dick Trickle was like, he's up there with Andretti. He's up there with, you know, like you can drive a Petty. I mean, the dude could drive, but you just never heard of him because he stayed on the short tracks because back in the day, that was a solid investment. If you go sure. to NASCAR, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you won't win as much. Like, and he probably had to move and did li- yeah, live where he didn't want to live. You may not have that go- steady money coming in. So. Uh, well, and for me and for a lot of sports fans my age, you like Dick Trickle almost was the essence of what that 90s sports center was, right? Where they... They went from not just being sportcasters who told you what the score was and what happened. They were entertaining you along the way. And so I think it was Dan Patrick, if not Patrick and Olbermann. But they would give you the NASCAR race. They'd show you what happened. They'd show you the the you know the, the top ten or whatever, and they'd tell you how they affect the points. And then at the end of the package, you'd be like, and Dick Trickle finished 17th or whatever it was. Um, and and it, it was almost like... Is that a real driver, or are they just trying to slip a name past their uh, their producer? And, and, of course, he was a very real driver. But uh, until this is before I even knew you, I 100% had no idea the depth of Dick Trickle until I read that piece. Your other uh, – also because you – my one knock on you is you're a little <laughs> – you're a little uh, Eastern North Carolina light. Like uh, you're, I know you get here all the time, but you've lived in Charlotte and you now live in the Triad, yeah. right? And so, like at some point, we're gonna have to get you a job in Raleigh, and then maybe even like Wilson or something, or Kinston somewhere. To, oh yeah, like, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. We have to with the T. All right. The so, tea, yeah, yeah. You, you you know your way around. But uh, to to show people your your sports and your triangle bona fides, please tell me about your unique encounter with the legendary Mike Shashevsky recently. Okay, so this was a couple of years ago, about five years ago, and I was I was still working for Iowa State Magazine. I, I was over at Duke University to talk to a professor over there about a story I was working on. Totally unrelated. Totally nothing unrelated. To do nothing with to do with sports. sports nothing like to do with Coach K. And so I, I was talking to him, and he's like, you ever been here before? And I'm like, no. This is, you, should like, you should walk around. You should go to Joe Van Gogh. You should go check out the chapel. Like, uh, okay, yeah. So... Took a lap around Duke, and I was like, "This is this is nice." And 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 on the way back to my car, I was walking up that staircase uh, right next to Cameron Indoor, and there's that parking lot, sort of upper parking lot behind behind the arena. And I'm just walking. There's nobody else around, and I hear a door open. I turn around, and out comes Coach K, and he's got he's got the Duke polo shirt on. He's carrying a couple things, and he has a cup a paper cup of coffee in his hand. And he did this thing that if you drink enough coffee over time, this will happen to you. Um, he tripped a little bit, and reflexively, his hands kind of pinched, like you know, like a like a lobster. Sure. And and the the pop the the top popped off, and coffee goes all over him, all over his shirt. So he looks down at his shirt, and then he looks up and around, and is like, uh, "Did anybody see that?" And he looks over, and the only person standing there is me. <laughs> and so I'm looking at him. He looks at me, and in that moment, I just looked at him and I said, "I'm like, hey, Coach K." And he looks at me, and he, I was like. Can I get a picture with you? And he looks at me like I have like five heads. He's just like, why? Why would you ask me now if we could get a picture? And so he says, "Hey, you know, now's not a good moment. I have coffee dripping off my shirt. Um, also, it's not really what I do. I don't really take pictures with random people in parking lots." And I was like, "Actually, I, I understand that. Like, you know, now you can get photobombed by a lot of." people you don't suspect like I, I get it i was like okay I'm, I'm sorry yeah and you're having a bad moment i don't want to do that and uh i was like well see you later i turn around and start walking away as i'm walking away i'm, I'm i have the satchel on with a bunch of my equipment in it and the the strap breaks crashes to the ground 
And I'm like, ah, did anybody see that? And of course, the only person that saw that is Coach K. And so we both lock eyes again. <laughs> and I was like, I guess this is this is karma, right? Like this is this is this is just what happens for me asking you for a picture of the bad time. He's like, yeah, but you know, don't worry about it. It's cool. I was like, all right, see you later. He's like, bye. And I was walking back to my car. I'm like, are we friends now? Like, you, are, did, you had a moment. Did, did, did we just have a connection? And and I'm loading my stuff into my car. I'm still processing this, and, I, and I'm and and I'm getting in. And as I'm getting into my car, the there, I hear something behind me, and it's this big vehicle. Turn around. There's this Cadillac Escalade behind me, and behind the wheel is is Coach K, and he's like, "Hey, again, um, I, I wanted to tell you something." you're about to drive off with a cup of coffee on top of your car. And I was like, ah, oh, of course I am. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, yeah, I'm just one of these days. He's like, yeah, man, I know. He's like, you know something? When I was at the military academy and I was a cadet, I used to leave my hat on top of my car all the time. I would get, I would put it in my car and I would, I, I would, I would drive off and go flying off. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this just happens sometimes. He goes, yeah, you know, it, I guess we all just have too much on our minds. And I was like, yeah, we do, I guess. Well, bye. See you later. I got my car, and I'm just like, no, we're definitely friends now. Like, we're going to hang out. Coach K, like, that, that has got to be the most. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor unassuming the most normal everyday human interaction that anybody has ever had with coach K. Yeah. Cause like at this point he's one of those, I think of like John Mulaney did the uh, stand up talking about um, Mick Jagger, who yeah. uh, uh, another person who you've <laughs> not really crossed paths with, but uh, he hasn't replied to story. me. Yeah. But he just talks about how Mick Jagger's doesn't live a normal life because he says diet Coke and one appears in his hand. Right. Yeah. Like coach K at this point, not that he's uh, an elitist, but just his, world is done so differently than anybody else's that like he doesn't have that many moments like he probably doesn't carry his own coffee no. too often right yeah um to the to, to spills coffee and he how often is he driving by and stops other drivers to warn them of things that hazards that might be left outside their car so. and, and tell some story too about like you know that he did the same in thing. college and and i was like why like when i was reminded of this like why am i why did i like jump at the chance to get to get a picture with him i'm not usually that kind of person um, and then I realized, oh, I know exactly why. My wife is a is a is a, when she went to UNC, she is a very level headed, lovely person. But then when she watches like the UNC Duke game, it is like she becomes like it turns into like a werewolf. It, like, it becomes crazy. Yes, yes. And um, like I learned, you can't even make like you can't even make the joke like you know whatever you say about Coach K, he's a good coach. Like she made me apologize for having been born after <laughs> after I made that joke. And and I was like, the thing that I think I really want most in this world is for her to look at her phone. And open it up and see a text from me, and then open the text and see my smiling face next to Coach K, and to figure out how to emotionally process that. How how do you how do you deal with that? Seeing the person that is your husband next to the person that you hate. You uh, you don't seem like a picture guy. I'm not either. I am a story guy. Like what you got is better than any picture. I know it's not. I know it can't be preserved on Instagram or whatever. But like I am much rather a. I, I would rather talk for two minutes to whoever the person is than to, to have a picture. And, like, I don't need to 
I don't need anybody else to know that I met them. I know, right? Um, I've had a couple brief interactions. Like, you know, I've gone through airport security with the Fonz, right? Uh-huh. And I didn't ask him for a picture. Like, I talked to the Fonz and told him I yeah, respected all his work, right? Um, so I I, uh, I think it worked out perfectly in the way that it did, that you didn't get your picture, but you did get your story. Yes. So uh, He is Jeremy Markovich from the North Carolina Rabbit Hole. We're going to do some sports, okay? That, it's a holiday week. Just deal with it. You talked about Coach K. It's sports. That's right. It's Coach fine. K and Dick Trickle yes. in one segment. Sports. All right. How about some relevant sports? <laughs> the Panthers are bad. Oh, do we okay? have to talk about them, though? Yes, but in a good way. <laughs> I'm a Panthers fan. We're going to take them from being bad and say, what's the? if you're going to be bad, what do we at least ask of you? Be entertaining. Right. We've got ideas for the Bizarro Panthers and how they can make the rest of the season just a little more entertaining. We'll share those with you next. Are you trying to find Thanksgiving songs? Yes, though? that was. That's this, what that was. <laughs> I heard "Sweet Potato Sweet Pie." Potato Pie. Is this? Uh, I feel like I've got a version of this song. This is this Ray Charles. It is. It's a duet. James it's a duet. I've got this album. It's a whole Ray Charles duet <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah. Um, and it's actually a pretty good. Well done. We'll count "Sweet Potato Pie" as a Thanksgiving song. Okay, good. Uh, we'll see how many more she can conjure up uh, throughout the course of the day. That is Victoria producing. I'm Hayes Permar filling in on the Adam Gold Show, and Jeremy Markovich is sitting in with us. Um, do, that, does that make more work for you, Victoria, now? Because these days we have turned the radio producers here into yeah. television producers as well. Oh, yeah. Podcast you know, extraordinaire. It's a web stream. But so yes. normally I'm just sitting in here. There's cameras I see at Jeremy. Yes. Do, do you now have to press yes. more buttons or do the, the cameras take care of themselves? I have 10 arms. I have 10 arms. Dude. And I... Yeah, I, 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 I literally produced radio from that room, and there was, like, three fewer screens, and, <laughs> yeah. like, you've got a whole other side panel yeah. now. That oh, added. it's a spaceship in here. All the buttons and the monitors and I, the, yeah. I, I'd be like the guy who, like, at some point I worked at a newspaper, and everybody was like, oh, you can just, you know, if you're out of game, you can just email the story in. Um, or, or you can just, you know, load it to the website. And one guy was like, I he was, like, writing out his, his uh, articles Taking a picture and then like emailing it in for like somebody, and he'd been there long <laughs> enough that they did it for him. Like that might be me at some point with the technology yeah. keeps coming up. Uh, all right, the Carolina Panthers are bad, mm-hmm. very bad. Yeah, Margaret, have you been to a game this year? I have not. No. Did, have, did you do? You, did you give them a chance? Like, did you start the season watching and you and your interest has waned, or did you know they were going to be bad and you were like, not even worth my time this year? I was just like, I, the, 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 basically, the Panthers kind of fall into this category for me, where it's like they are something that I can have on in the background while I do other things. So sure. they, they, have, they have kind of entered into sort of like podcast realm. But that, but that doesn't change even if they're bad. Like even even if they're the 2015 Panthers and now that all of a sudden they're. They're great. Are you at that point? Are you making time to actually like oh, watch yeah. them? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I like like you now know th- th- full disclosure. I was actually I I used to produce the Panthers like post game show when I lived in Charlotte. So okay. I was like for eight seasons I was there. So I was there when they were really bad. And we we're like, hey, they've won one game this season. I don't think they're going to win more. What are we going to talk about this week? And it's like, well, you know, struggle to overcome adversity. You know, really evaluating <laughs> uh, these guys and see what we're going to happen next. Yes. To to like twenty fifteen, which we're just like. Like it's easy to. I'm like I'm like I'm just gonna sit back and just kind of. I'll relax. I'll just you know. What are we gonna put in the show? Like, well, isn't it obvious? Like, uh, yeah, it, it kind of is. Okay, we're done. We'll do a, uh, a cam highlight and then maybe the uh, Spanish language uh, yes. call of that highlight. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, show's good. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Uh, but this year the Panthers need a little more help. Uh, maybe it's another quarterback that they'll find somewhere. Maybe uh, it's. it's the rest of the NFC South to collapse, which it uh, seemed to be trying to do for a while, though I know a couple teams won this week. But right now, Jeremy is going to give us 
some of the bizarro Panther scenarios that could occur for the rest of the season. Yeah. So but, so I want to play a little game here. Okay. I've played this game before, never actually on like on Live the air. Later. So okay. this is this is the first time I've actually I'm I'm like thrilled to do this. Um so basically what this game is, it's called a hot take for every potential Panther scenario. Okay. So the way that it works is this. I will give you a scenario and and then I want you to give me a hot take about that scenario. And then the whole idea was like, hey, if you wanted to go on vacation, you could just stockpile these. And so when they happen, you could just play them. And then, you know, these are going to start off fairly regular. Okay. They're going to get something more that, and more absurd. Something that could, in theory, happen. Could, in theory, to, happen. To stuff that, like, most likely won't not, but but we still won't close the, the, the door yeah, on the you're not going to close the door on okay, so, okay. so I have a list here. I'm just going to start out with, with, with one that could plausibly happen. Okay. Uh, so the scenario is this: Sam Darnold becomes the starter again. Panthers go undefeated. Ooh, that's great. Maybe we should look at getting more Jets quarterbacks and trading for Zach Wilson next year. Just like to I, stockpile as many just Zach as many Wilsons. Jets as many former Jet quarterbacks that were taken in the first round as we can. Ken O'Brien. Yeah, like, we'll go, just go way back. Like go, Joe Joe Namath. Go get him. Wasn't Geno Smith on the Jets at one point? Yeah. Like it works for somebody else. Like yes, we've already got Sam Darnold. He's good now. So let's let's not even get him. Let's get, go for the next potential Jets rebuilding project. East, East Rutherford, New Jersey, the cradle of quarterbacks. Yes, yes. let's go get one. Zach Wilson. He's got to be cheap now. We, we'll only probably have to give up a second and a fifth rounder to get him. Sam, Sam Darnold can show Zach Wilson the way. That's exactly, he, exactly. He had to pave the road. He can mentor so, him. So he could drive on. And we'll, we'll be willing to devote another, uh, you know, three seasons for Zach. We don't need to see it in the first season or two. If Sam Darnold can get it done this year, there's no reason to think that Zach, Zach, uh, now I forgot his name off it's the top Wilson, of my head. Right? Zach Wilson. There's no reason to believe he's he, that can't, good. he can't do it he's in 2025. So he's so good that uh, he's yes. instantly forgettable yes, in the yes, middle yes. of a sentence that happens. Okay, Sam Darnold regains the starting position, and the Panthers lose every game for the rest of the season. Uh, whew, I already burned my go get another Jets quarterback, <laughs> okay. D- didn't I? Got to need more of those Jets guys. Uh, no, what this is almost like too, I, a real thing. I'm trying to like play along, but I'm like, go get Cam Newton. Yeah. If it's if if Sam Darnold is that bad, <laughs> we've gone through everybody. Go back to square one, right? Go back to the beginning. If we can't get anybody better, you have to go back to the default. It's just Cam Newton, Superman. It, our, what it. was the, what was the most memorable moment of last season? When he it came was, back. It was not the 3-0 start. Nope. No. I submit to you. It was no. the two touchdowns in, like, the first quarter. Bring that back. Sam Darnold loses out. We got to go to Cam Newton. I swear to you, my favorite quote of the entire season last season was somebody asked him how much, because he had just gotten there, like, what, like, three days before? Yes. And somebody's like, Cam, how much of the playbook did you learn? He's like, two touchdowns worth. <laughs> so he's, been, he's been, every now and then, for as much of a, you know, mixed uh, axioms, you know, never get the exact sayings right, and sometimes then I say right. Uh, when he nails a quote, he get like he, the, the best ever live in-game quarterback. Forget all the Peyton Manning Omaha stuff. The best live in-game quarterback moment ever is Clay Matthews saying, watch the wheel route because he thinks he knows the play. And Cam Newton, like, in he's called the cadence and takes the time to say, oh, you've been watching film? That's cool. Watch this. Throws the touchdown pass. That I mean when that when he nails it, nobody nails it better than Cam Newton. Two touchdowns worth. That's how much of the playbook I learned. I knew that was good. Uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, it all all rose lead to Cam Newton. Okay, yes. so here here's my next scenario. The Panthers re-sign Cam Newton, but they do the Tim Tebow thing and make him a tight end. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th. 
welcome to our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Uh, I'm totally in with it. He, he's, he goes Rob Gronkowski. Like he, he doesn't, he goes Rob Gronkowski with the Buccaneers. Uh-huh. He's not the, the best tight end in the league, but at crucial moments, he catches a pass and just rumbles for 80 yards uh, like he never could. And there's nothing to say that you can't run a, you know, a reverse tight end pass, right? Like he could, he could throw a pass two times a game. I like Cam, Cam Newton at tight end. Maybe Cam Newton should have been a tight end the whole time. Maybe that's what we were missing. Maybe. Maybe he, he's got he's got the guy like the guy from the uh the Saints, you know, that they just like he plays like the gadget yes, back. Yes. Uh I can't even think of his name. No, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He played yes, absolutely. And it's like one of those things where it's like you're like, okay, we're gonna make Taysom Hill the the the, the full time quarterback and everybody's like eh. Yeah, but but you make him like you know he's like lining up at any position on the field. It never so Cam Newton was almost like now, now I'm getting into like actual sensible sports takes. My bad, I'm devolving into actual sports. No, make, it, make it worse. No, you make no. it worse. Uh, like Cam Newton, if like the reality is, if a guy's a Heisman winning quarterback and he won a national championship, you're not going to be able to play him at anything but quarterback. Much like if Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. You you ha- you need to treat him like a number one running back and give him twenty five touches a game, right? Twenty to twenty five touches a game to win, right? But the reality of both those guys is, if you could use them more gadgety, like Cam Newton never would have gone for it, and you couldn't, you you can't really run a team that way. But there's a chance that for twelve years we could have gotten that magic spread out and had him contribute to more good teams rather than you know, crash and burn almost, like three or five years of just intense awesomeness. But meanwhile, every one of those injuries and dings is making it that much harder for him to do that type of stuff. So. Yeah, I think I think I'm embracing sort of like the Bugs Bunny theory of of like like personnel situations. It's like, well, let's, let's just give everybody a chance to play every position. Yes. Right? Like eventually, eventually you'll have like a wide receiver circle, like, like cycle through it, like left guard. A hundred percent. You know, and then and like, Cam, Cam Newton probably could have done that. He, he could have done that. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we already mentioned the best American sports writing. One of the greatest articles in the best American sports writing of the year is a real baseball statistical analysis of the Bugs Bunny game. It is one of the best. It is an incredible. Re- like they, oh, it, that's fantastic. You, it's, it's like you said, these stakes are low, and they uh-huh. take it 100% serious this is- and, and break down the, the, the Bugs Bunny versus the, the Gas House Gorilla yeah. game. It this, is this, unbelievable. This is, this is the one where, like, the pitcher throws the ball, and it goes so slow that, like, five guys get up, and they just, like, they all strike out. Like, one, two, three, you're out. Like, that's and, the same like, one. I mean, I, I want to bring up the, yeah. the, the, the writing is so good. He's like, ignoring the, the baseball rules aside, he, he tries to take it. Yeah, it's one where Bugs Bunny, uh, somebody hits one and he takes a cab and goes to the top of the Empire State but he uh-huh. catches it. And again, like this guy tries to break down all the stats and where the, you know, it, it is an incredible read. You need, you need to go check it out. Sorry to derail the Panther Pizarro takes. Where are we? Okay, where are we now? Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, the Panthers adopt the strategy of punting on third down whenever they have the lead. So they, just, they, they have the lead. They know they're, they're, they're worried about their offense and what's going to happen. 
they're they, they're just like, well, you know what? I I, uh, I don't want to give the offense too much of a. I I want them to rest. So third down, let's go ahead and punt. Uh, every I'm. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I was thinking you were saying no punting. Now we're punting no, on third no, down. No, we punt a lot. We have a good punter. Okay. Johnny Hecker is a very good punter. I have a connoisseur of great punting, so I think I think so they should just, do it more. We play the field position guy. I, I have her. It's been surprising people that this year, um, running rushing is up. Like we yeah. for, for years and years, it's been like we're getting away from smash mouth. We're getting closer to flag football, but now rushing is up. So I think I'm all in with that. Now, if if rushing is up. Field position and time are way more important than actually scoring points. So I'm like, anytime we can cough, cough and corner the other team, absolutely go for it. Yes, I'm that, down for that. That is it. That, that, there was there was some kind of analytics that would tell you that punting on third down is a good play. Like that is it. Like John Fox analytical mind would would know that punting on third down would be a good play. Uh, let's see what do we got here. Uh, okay, I got one for you. Um, let's say the Panthers cut Eddie Pinheiro and go kickerless. For the rest of the season. We decide we're just going to play bandit ball. No field goals. No extra points. We just go for it in every situation. And not to be tempted, we're going to cut our kicker and and just and just, just play play for keeps. I'm down with that except for I would like f- to see uh, people attempt kicks who are not kickers at times. Like uh, we can cut our kicker. But at some point, we have to um, we have to kick with like make I mean all these backup quarterbacks we're using. Make I want to see Baker Mayfield kick a thirty five yard field goal. That's what I want to see. So I'm fine with cutting the kicker, but I'm not fine with cutting kicking. I would like to see the kicking continue. See, yeah, see, this, this is the thing. So like like a long time ago, Chad Ochocinco did this in a preseason game for. Yes. For the Bengals. And he was not bad. He came out and, like, ripped one right through. Like, Wes Welker, I think, was, the like, the only person to, like, score a touchdown and kick an extra point and a I'm field goal. Because he kicked a, they lined him up for a field, field goal, goal when he was with the Dolphins forever ago. I want, I want kicker to be elimination style. Like, we don't have a kicker, and once you use a guy, you can't use him anymore. So, like, he gets one attempt, and, like, eventually <laughs> we'll get down to offensive linemen, you know, t- tight ends, cornerbacks. Like, you can only use people once. It's like the, the penalty shot theory of, of kicking. Yes. Like, and so, you go in order. And so, an extra point, you may try and get somebody who's, like, not good, but I at least think he can get in from, like, 15 yards. And then you get your – whoever your best skill kicker is that isn't a kicker, they're actually out there kicking 40-yard field goals. Okay, I got, I got another one for you. Uh, David Tepper demolishes Bank of America Stadium after the season. Um but then demand Charlotte build a new stadium, but then the negotiations go south, and then the Panthers have to play in a half-finished stadium. So they have to play in a construction site. <laughs> is it in Rock Hill, or is it where is no, the construction they, they, site? Let's just say, let's just say, I mean, everybody thinks they're going to build it like wherever. Well, they, they thought they were going to build it kind of outside the, the 277 loop there, like where Charlotte Pipe and Foundry used sure. to be. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, there was there was a whole theory a long time ago that they, they wanted to do like the Carowinds thing and build it on the North Carolina South Carolina border with the with border the line going, going in right between, down the 50 yard line and and people were like we should do that and then they were like nah but like okay let, let's say they're building it there and then they it's it's half completed and now you have to they have to make do in some kind of a con, like Scooby Doo construction site uh I, I like thinking of a football game you know every now and then uh, I try and play basketball down at the park and we try and play 4 on 4 but if we can only get threes we play half court, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know exactly how it works. I'm like, if you bust a long run, do you just have to loop back and start coming to the <laughs> to the end zone? Like you hand off at the twenty, you get to the fifty, you just start coming back to your own end zone because in theory you earned the right to go past people. But uh, that would be hella entertaining to see half a football stadium. What I would like to do is 
if if uh, the, the the mojo in Five County Stadium is bad, right? Uh-huh. So especially yeah. if they have a construction site, come on, we can't play on that. Mm-hmm. Take it on over to Clemson's Memorial Stadium. That's where they started. That's where they the, started. And the, the the mojo is good there. Or you could even how many games? How many home games we got left? Four or five. Yeah, just a handful. Take a uh, a college tour, like hit. Uh, Keenan Stadium, hit Dowdy Ficklin, hit Carter Finley. Like these, these places are give a great tailgate. They don't most of the times. They don't care if they're going to win, or they wouldn't still be coming to state and Carolina and ECU football games, right? They would have given up years ago. So they could still have a great, great game day atmosphere. We'll leave the construction site for Temper to clean up, and we're going to go on a college tour. Yeah, this this is this is like the Carolina Cougars ABA theory. Yeah, exactly. Of, of, of thing we're like we're gonna play like in five cities. The state's like, too spread out. The population base is too spread out in North Carolina. We yeah, gotta hit we, them all. We gotta we gotta get them all. This is also that's like that's like the Dusty Roads kind of a like bar, like Southern like you know like David Crockett Productions style yes. of, of like of like running a football team. Like you get to Dusty like we're gonna go to Nagadoches. <laughs> And then Decatur, Georgia, <laughs> and then on up to Greensboro. Yes. So yeah, you could you could kind of do you could you could do that. I like it. I, I don't know from a business standpoint it'd be great, but you could you could in theory do that. Right. Um, do we have time for how many more? Uh, do do one more. Yeah, one more. Okay. Yeah. Let me look for the best one on this list. Um, this is <laughs> this one is just because I I like seeing dumpster fires. Um, the Panthers hire Urban Meyer. Um. <laughs> Man, I'm, try- I'm, I'm like, how the heck do we find? I want to. Why do we hire Urban Meyer? Another college coach? We just saw it didn't work out. What's going on with that? But no, I want to be. Uh, Urban Meyer is a, a proven winner. Can he bring in Tebow? Can we bring in T? Yes. Can we bring in uh, some more <laughs> for, former Florida players? Ohio State is Cardell Williams. Um, who, who else can we get? Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you can get. You can go way, way back. Like you know, like uh, oh, geez. Urban Meyer is going to have to. Uh, I mean, David Tepper is going to have to pay Urban Meyer a lot of money, and I think he's okay with that. But uh, I, you know what? I'm fine with Urban Meyer because it'll make it that much easier to root against the Panthers. I wasn't rooting against uh, uh, Matt Rule. I, he seems like a nice guy. I don't uh-huh. hate him. Tepper is becoming a guy that you like. It when he comes in and acts like he's smarter than everyone, and he says things like, "I brought music to Charlotte." And I know he misspoke, and I know what he meant, uh-huh. and it was, you know, like, he, he has put on more concerts, but it just starts to make him a little more easy to not root for. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let him have Urban Meyer, and now it's much easier to say, I'll, I'll be pulling for somebody else. So you basically what you're saying is, is you would like the Panthers, like, right now they're somewhere just in a shade, f- of, a shade of gray. Go full You heel would like mode? to be black or white. Go like, heel mode. I am not going to watch them at all, or I am dialed into 100%, but I don't want to be like, ah, I, you know, the Panthers... They're kind of good and they're bad. They're yeah. like a forty degree day. Yep. Like, no, you want them to be just all or nothing. It's like the Hornets' record every year. It's getting getting you nowhere. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're too gray. You need to either be bad or be good. I I, I wouldn't hate a uh, a Panthers heel turn. I wouldn't be pulling for them, but it may be good for the NFL. They could play that interesting villain role, like some teams have over the years. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, like I at this point in the season, I really feel like I mean, like you've kind of made up your mind about Steve Wilkes one way or the other. I think you're not. You're, you might sneak into the playoffs because the NFC South are, is just what it is. Um, but I really, I really hope that the Panthers embrace what I'm going to call sort of like the hobo with a knife theory. In that, like, let's say you are riding the train from Greensboro to Charlotte, which you should definitely do. The train sure. in North Carolina is awesome. Um, but you are sitting there, you're reading, you know, the newspaper, like because it's 1940, and you are also the door opens, and in the doorway is a hobo with a knife. And you have to decide, how do I approach, what do I do in this situation? Is this person a threat? Are they, are they just looking for a place to sit? 
are they going to go go crazy on the train? Like, what's going to happen on this train? And I think if the Panthers were just like embraced some of these things, where like you're gonna you're gonna start you're gonna sign Cam Newton and make him a, a tight end. Yes. If you're gonna say you know Deontay Foreman, like why don't you play t- linebacker? Let's just see what that's like. Let's like, do it. Let's do weird stuff. Like, what do you have to lose? And also. It would be extremely fun if the, if the team that comes out every single week is so completely different than the week before. Yes. That how do you game plan for yeah. that? Yeah. Like if you're Bill Belichick, like master tactician, how do you game plan when you don't know if the Panthers are just going to line up eleven offensive linemen on offense and just go rugby style and push it down, or just run the wishbone one week? Because why not? Like be, we, should, if it's good enough for a service academy, it's good enough for the Panthers. Be fun. Be different. Be yes. interesting. If you're going to be bad. At least entertain us. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.